Welcome to the Davy Tree Expert Company's podcast, Talking Trees. I'm your host, Doug Oster. Each episode showcases one of Davy's certified arborists sharing advice with everyone about caring for your trees and landscapes. We'll talk about everything from introduced pests, seasonal tree care, deer damage, how to make your trees thrive, and much, much more. Tune in every Thursday to learn more because here at the Talking Trees podcast, we know trees are the answer. This week, as planting season nears, we're asking our arborist about their favorite all-time trees. In this two-part episode, we'll head east next week to get some ideas for out there. But today in part one, we talked to Michael Sunberg. He's an assistant district manager for the Davy Tree Expert Company in the Denver area. How are you today, Michael? I'm doing well. How are you? Welcome to the show. When is uh, primetime planting for you guys? Yeah, for us out here, we're usually in the spring or the fall for primetime planting just to avoid the summer heat and let trees get established before all that uh, you know, drought can kick in. Uh, the spring is great for nursery availability as well because we get a lot of trees in. Um, the fall is another you know, good time to plant still, but a lot of times the nurseries are pretty picked over and don't get replenished enough to make fall as easy to plant, but trees are still happy to go in the ground in the fall, that's for sure. Well, before we get to your favorites, talk a little bit about how you got to this job and why it's right for you. Yeah, I went to Colorado State University and got a degree in environmental horticulture um, just from having a passion for the outdoors. And uh, I've always loved the science side of things in school. And it was kind of a natural fit to, to mesh the two together and uh, have, you know, trees and shrubs and grass as, uh, you know, topics of study. So that's what uh, brought me into the industry started out as a technician in the field doing applications and have worked up from there. And uh, the, the science side has always fascinated me to look at different trees every day and diagnose problems and, you know, make recommendations to keep them healthy. So what has the summer been like out West? Yeah, this year was challenging. We actually had a really good start to the year with the spring with uh, well above average uh, for the amount of moisture that we got. And then after that, it just went to full dryness and smoke, We've had 30-something days of ozone alerts and air quality issues, uh, lots of smoke from the fires out west. And uh, in general, the temps have been kind of tracking above average in, in the 90s every day uh, for the past few months here. So we're looking forward to fall. <laughs> yeah, that's no fun for plant people, <laughs> hot and dry. So when you were thinking about some of your favorites, what was the first thing that came to mind? I'd say my favorite tree would be bristlecone pine. It's... Uh, the same species that the oldest tree on earth is. Um, so they're long, long growers for sure. Um, they've got really cool needles that kind of line the branches. Um, sometimes they're called foxtail pines because they've got that appearance of the needles lining down. Um, they have little resin dots on the, on the needles, which are kind of cool as well. So it adds this little, like, looks like it got dusted with snow, even in the summertime. And uh, they're just a tough, hardy tree for our conditions. How big does it get? They get about 20 to 25 feet usually down here in, in the front range, but they're really slow growers. So, I mean, in the first 20 years you own one, it might get up to 10 or 15 and that would be a success. So, so that must be a good feeling when you go out to see a property and you find the right spot for that tree and you can tell them, Hey, look at this. Yep. Good spot for a bristle cone here. And, and, uh, it's especially if you have a, lo a long-term relationship with that person, you get to see that tree again in, in 20 years and, and say, wow, we, we planted that and look how well it's done over those 20 years, you know? All right. What's next on the list? I would say, uh, 
the sugar maples, which aren't going to be one that's native for Colorado, but they've been one that have been kind of tracking as a very popular tree with um, really good fall color. Um, Autumn blaze maples were planted like crazy in Denver, as that was kind of like the the popular tree and still is one of the most popular trees that people plant. But the sugar maples just seem to be a little bit better with dealing with iron chlorosis issues. And you get a little bit of a mix of fall colors instead of red on red. You can get some oranges and yellows mixed in with, with the reds. And they've just done really well here for plantings and in my own yard, too. Well, Michael, I got a feeling that uh, when we start talking in the eastern United States, they're going to come up with a sugar maple, too. Because, you know, when uh, since I've been doing this podcast, I, I'm always asking arborists what your favorite tree is. And sugar maple comes up a lot where you kind of think it's going to be something you've never heard of or, or something that's, that's yep. rarely planted. But sugar maple comes up a lot. Yeah, they're just beautiful trees. And they don't have much of a mess, you know, for folks that need a nice tree with um, without dropping fruits and big pods and stuff. You just get those little helicopter things that spin as they fall and um, the fall color is just wonderful. And we, we don't have a lot of good fall color choices in Colorado. I mean, we've got the, the beautiful aspens up in the foothills, you know, that's a real nice yellow and golden, but it's like when you get down into Denver, it's, it's mostly just stuff turns yellow in the fall. And there's not that same kind of like, uh, artistry you get if you're out in like the Eastern mountains and the Appalachians with all those trees. So it's cool to get a little bit of taste of that with sugar maples in a yard out here. So out there for fall planting, when does when do things kick in full force? I'd say like late September and then through October into the first part of November would be a good fall planting time. You know, you're not going to have any issues digging the, the hole in the ground because it, it's not like the ground gets frozen, but you're out of the heat at that point, which is what the tree really wants. It doesn't want to try to get those roots established when it's 90 degrees still every day. So that they, they uh, then they'll, they'll spend the whole winter growing roots and then next spring leaf right out and they've got more access to water from all the time they spent laying roots. And then they, they, you know, usually are very successful. You know, I love planting in the fall for all those reasons that you said right there. Uh, when we do plant in the spring and we have a season like this and in the East, we had the same season you did and no problem early on, you know, you put a new tree in, you got all that rain, but then when it comes to the, you know, hot and dry, you got to keep water on that spring planted tree. What is uh, some of the biggest mistakes that, that homeowners make when they're planting a tree? I'd say like the first most common big mistake they make is they always plant them too deep. People think that the tree should look like a telephone pole, you know, where it's just a stick in the ground. And, uh, you know, in reality, they're burying the root ball and the root flare too low. So those roots don't have access to water and oxygen like they should. Um, out here, especially with our clay soils, you'd much, you'd be better off having your tree two to four inches high where the root ball is basically sitting out of the ground than an inch too low. Cause with water, not draining out of the clay soil, you push all the oxygen out of that. And, uh, the tree just basically gets suffocated from, from that. So it's definitely the, the planting heights, the big one that folks do. Um, and obviously if they try to plant in, you know, August because they see all the new trees around the neighborhood and want to pop one in without thinking about it. They, they throw it in and it gets just scorched. So what else do you, is on your list for favorites? I'd say um, one that I'm kind of dabbling with out here. That's not a very Colorado favorite. I'd say um, is tulip trees or like the tulip poplars that folks have a lot more out East. 
Um, they can grow out here in Colorado just fine uh, if you can find them a nice spot that gets good moisture. And so I've got one in my yard and I've been just watching it grow. And uh, I'm really excited about it because they have a really cool like flower structure. It looks like a tulip um, that the tree puts out. So it's super off the radar and it's definitely not probably a very Colorado normal choice, but it's one that's got me excited for just more options to plant out here. So very common out east. Why why is it not common in the west? Is it just a cultural thing, or just or or a forest thing, or I'd I'd say yeah, it's it's probably more, almost like a cultural thing where they've just never been considered for out here. Um, you know, they they do great on their own. They're almost weeds out east as far as how fast they grow and how big they get. Um, but they really just haven't been dabbled with out here very much. I mean, there's a few old ones around town, so it's not like it's never been tried. It's just so far off the radar and people have been so focused on planting autumn blaze maples and aspens and spruces instead that the diversity is really poor, but the, the climate's tough. So it's like we need to find any options that can that can grow out here and, and plant them more for sure. Yeah, when I'm thinking Colorado, I'm thinking aspens and spruces. Yeah, uh, right, definitely. <laughs> and most people have those. Every yard has you know, a, a blue spruce usually near the house or next to the house. And then they've got some aspens scattered around, which only live about, you know, 15 to 25 years at our elevation. So in town, aspens are a very temporary proposition versus up in the mountains where they live a lot longer. Have you had any trouble with the blue spruce? We've got some fungal ish- issues going on in the east here with them. Are you guys seeing that in the west? Uh, thankfully, not as much. With our really dry climate, we have a lot less of the fungal issues. They can still get Cytospora canker. That can still be a problem with them out here. But mainly, it's it's usually watering that that bothers them, and it's folks underwatering generally. You know, they've put a tree out in a mulch bed, and it gets a drip emitter, so the tree is successful to get planted. But then they've never expanded the irrigation since then, and the tree is now twenty years old and getting the same drink it used to get when it was a, a kid. So it's like. Uh, the, the the dryness is definitely their their biggest problem. Well, anything else on your list of favorites? I'd say uh, let's see. I mean, I still I still love aspens. It's that's definitely a favorite with how they move in the wind. They've got a kind of a flat petiole that goes from the stem to the leaf, which catches wind and makes them kind of dance. So, despite their short life out here, it's super nice to go up into the mountains and enjoy the fall color. Um, and just they're just a cool tree with how they grow as kind of a colony. So they they send out new aspens and pop them up all over the place. So they they're still on my list. They're just maybe not a, a great Denver choice. Are they like a straight species, or are there lots of different cultivars of aspens? Yeah, uh, you know they're mostly just a straight species, but they've made a few different ones. Um, they've made more of like an upright variety that people are trying to use for you know screening. But they're still in in town. It's like it's hard to suggest aspen as a planting in town if folks have them i'm always like that's great and let the new shoots that pop up give you freebies but up in the mountains is pretty much just the same aspen just everywhere well michael that's good stuff tell me a little bit about what the most enjoyable part of your job is i think the most enjoyable part about my job aside from getting to work outside every day is that um you know i get to go to um, people's yards every day educate them on on how to take care of trees because a lot of people don't have a background in it so I get to use my knowledge as as like the teacher and uh, educate people on their trees give them good tips on how to make their yards successful and let their trees grow big and healthy and uh, you know generally people are all ears about it because 
um, they have a yard, you know, they want it to look nice, but they don't know how to like where to even start. And so you get to go out there and make that point of contact with, you know, teaching them about each of their tree species and what their needs are. And um, it, it's, it's very rewarding because, you know, you get to see the, the finished product year over year as stuff grows in. And, and um, I don't know, just it's nice to use my education as a tool like that, for sure. All right, Michael. Well, thanks very much. I'll be interested to see what crossover trees we have when we start talking about the East. Thanks again. Yeah, most definitely. I'll be interested as well. Thanks for having me. Don't forget to tune in every Thursday to the Talking Trees podcast from the Davy Tree Expert Company. I'm your host, Doug Oster, and I'd appreciate if you would subscribe to the podcast too. Next week, we head to Tennessee and talk about favorite trees for the eastern half of the country. As always, we like to remind you on the Talking Trees podcast, trees are the answer.